books, books, and more books. In fact, there are 100,000 books in this one Barnes & Noble bookstore. Odds are most of these books started out on a word processor, and the writer probably used a spell checker and an online thesaurus. But that was the easy part compared to figuring out what to write and how to write it. Well, these days, you can even get computer programs to help you with those tasks. Today, we'll take a look at creative writing software on this edition of the Computer Chronicles. Computer Chronicles is brought to you in part by Intel, microprocessor technology for the software of today and tomorrow. Intel, the computer inside. Additional funding is provided by the Software Publishers Association, providers of educational materials to help manage software. Don't copy that floppy. Welcome to the Computer Chronicles. I'm Stuart Chaffee, and with me today is Saul Stein. Saul is president of WritePro Corporation, also, of course, a distinguished author, playwright, poet, and writing instructor. Saul, we're talking about creative writing software, writing tools, and I have several examples here. This is one of your programs called First Aid for Writers. This is a high-end program for writers of fiction and nonfiction. Uh, this is something you probably never heard of from WordPerfect called Rhymer, which is for the poet, if you're looking for rhyming words and so on. What we have on the computer is a, something, if you're writing articles, I guess, or doing speeches, called Quotemaster Plus, and you can do very powerful hierarchical searches for quotes in a category you're looking for, like I've got the primary category leisure, then secondary category family, I could say a tertiary category is movies, and it comes up with quotes covering just those fields. If I click on this Dorothy Parker quote, uh, the only ism Hollywood believes in is plagiarism. I could work that into a speech somewhere. Saul, so we think of writing as this very pure, human, creative process, uh, and it's hard to imagine the computer as being a useful tool. Is it just kind of a crutch for the lousy writer? Absolutely not. Uh, the ideal way to learn is by doing something, and if you're sitting in a classroom, you're not doing anything, even if you're listening to a marvelous instructor. If you read a book about writing, you're not doing right, anything. Right. But if you're using the computer, you're in an, an interactive environment, and you're doing something. As you learn, you're using it, and therefore you remember it. Well, how interactive can it get? I mean, can your program criticize my writing and give me helpful ideas? It isn't the program, it's me. It's as <laughs> if I were embedded in your ear oh, and dear. every time you write something I'm asking you additional questions which causes you to improve what you're doing. Okay, we're going to see an example of that and some others in just a moment. In fact, we'll look at several very interesting programs that can improve your writing. Not your spelling or your grammar, your writing. We're going to begin with a fascinating piece of software that helps you brainstorm an idea and then turn it into written copy. The program is called Idea Fisher. Laura Holland Beck creates ad concepts and writes copy here at Pickett Communications in San Francisco. She uses Idea Fisher every day to jumpstart her creative process. For me, I consider it a brainstorming partner. Um, it, it's, it stops me from having to have an immediate meeting with my colleagues. We can all go off on our own. And I feel like I have um, a partner to interact with. Um, you know, I can. I can tell Idea Fisher a concept that I'm having and he might shoot back to me a, a branch of knowledge that I wouldn't have pursued otherwise. To develop an incentive program for DHL couriers, Laura used Idea Fisher to explore the concepts associated with the words competition and reward. She also cross-referenced the word international since DHL does business worldwide. After a day of interaction with Idea Fisher, Laura came up with the idea of the DHL World Relay. But Laura says someone else working with the same program might have come up with another idea. 
We were afraid at first that if, what if several advertising agencies got Ideal Fisher where we're all going to come up with the same thing. And, you know, we're, we're all individuals and, and what one word is read by one person and is interpreted completely differently. So it, it hasn't been a problem yet. Terry Pickett is the president of the company. He supports the use of computer software like Idea Fisher, but says it is still human expertise that leads to a great creative concept. I think in an idea is only as good as is, is what other people bring to the party. So with Idea Fisher, it's the germination of an idea, and then we have a lot of expertise and senior people here that can take that germination of idea and build a campaign around it. So I think it's what's happened in the 90s is it's experience and creativity blended with what computers provide us to get a quicker, faster, better solution. For the Computer Chronicles, I'm Jonelle Patterson. Whoops. Oh, you oh. see the head won't move that way because it's not a, a real way, but not a human way, but the head can move there. <laughs> uh, if I click on the feet there. If you're into dramatic writing, you have to be concerned with character development and plot. Well, there are actually software programs that help you do that. Here to show us how, Saul Stein back again, the developer of WritePro and also the author of the books The Magician, The Best Revenge, among many others, and with us Tom Sawyer, who has a program called Plots Unlimited, and Tom, you've written episodes for and now, in fact, produce Murder, She Wrote. That's right. Saul, let's turn to you, and you mentioned at the beginning of the program that your program is like having you as my instructor inside the computer, right. helping me figure out how to write stories. Show me how you would help me do that with well, WritePro. We start with the creation of a character, uh -huh. and in this case, you don't have a chance for writer's block because it starts you off with three words. Beth Riley wants. Okay. Beth is my character and you're going to help me develop this character. Right. And I ask you questions. Those are the prompts. And in response to the questions, you say Beth Riley wants to be, let's say, a successful novelist. At the same time, she wants to take care of her eight-year-old son. Okay. And that's Julia. the text I've entered. That's, that's my what, first notion of who you, Beth is. That, that's what you've done. Okay. But that's not sufficient. So you're going to get more coaching from me. Uh, for instance, uh, I now ask you, uh, do we know who or what is terribly important in her life? Is that reflected in what you've written? Well, it isn't. What yeah. does she want more than anything so else right now? you're forcing me to do this better. Absolutely, because now you have a key, which is what does she want right now? It's uh -huh. the urgency that lends momentum to this plot. Okay. And you go and fill it in. And so you I'll get try more, again. And you get more and more prompts. And eventually, within five, seven minutes, <coughs> okay. you've got on the screen what you started out with, <coughs> and you've got the last draft of Beth Riley. Okay, with a lot more detail and a lot more of the urgency you were suggesting. Yeah. Uh, because of Julian's trouble in school, Beth has been summoned to a meeting with Julian's homeroom teacher. Beth believes Julian's difficulty in school is attributable to his father Michael's taking off on another one of his compulsive gambling sprees. Only this time, he has not returned. Mm -hmm. We've got drama in the story. And so you have a chance to see how you've improved, and there's nothing as stimulating as that. Mm -hmm. Now let's skip from the first lesson to the fifth lesson, okay. and I'll introduce you to something called a flab editor. The, the reviewers were particularly responsive to this because it enables you to make to highlight not just blocks of text, but individual words. Okay, and flab, for people who don't know, is? Is what's unnecessary. The unnecessary words that most people put in that slow down the pace, that detract from the drama and the strength okay. of the work. And under my tutelage, you learn what those are and you eliminate them. And then you get a surprise, which is the best writers sometimes slip 
And here you get a chance to look at a, an early section of Paris Trout, a novel that won the 1988 okay. National Book Award for Fiction. But there's a line with a lot of flab in it, you say? There's a line with enough flab to make it into two sentences and to slow it down. Okay, so how does a computer help me? Well, what the computer does is it you have already been prompted as to what constitutes flab and how to eliminate it. And so in this program, you can immediately tag those words you think are unnecessary uh -huh. and the punctuation that's unnecessary and sure enough in a moment you can look at your sentences or in this case the sentences from Paris Trout and see what it looks like without those words and you have in the moment of illumination he saw Buster Devone counting his money a lot One sharper sentence, crisper sentence stronger yeah. and and better and if you're worried at all about having lost something, you can with Is a keystroke bring them back, take a look at them, be sure you've done the right thing, and then finish okay, it off. That's a minute course in character development. Tom, let's turn to you and plot development. If you could get out of your program, by the way, Sal, and get plots up there. Uh, now, how in the world do you develop plots using software, Tom? Well, in our program, Plots Unlimited, we start out with about 5,600 plot fragments. Which is sort of all the plots there really all are the in the world? All the plots there really are, yeah. They were all used up by the time Shakespeare hung it up. Okay. And you can find the plot for anything and almost anything else. Uh -huh. And what we've done is parse all of these plots into short paragraphs that we've then linked to mm -hmm. one another. Okay. So that as you uh, as you build a plot with our program, uh, you you keep conflict alive, which is terribly important. Okay, plot, to, uh, plots unlimited writers. is up here now. So show us how we would develop a plot. Right. Using the well, software. we'll start a plot. We'll uh, call it uh, Tom, out of vanity. Okay. And uh, uh, we will we will start a plot in this case with story type and story subtype we have okay, as you so can that's see that's my menu of choices these are the seven ways to get into it uh, starting with a set of characters etc okay, so et i pick story type and subtype right now we've divided going. the world of stories as you can see into romance married life and other the activities <laughs> right okay. and under these are 20 subheadings uh -huh. we'll go down to activities All which right. has 15 subheadings and we'll start with mistaken judgment. Now the program gives us, go, searches our database of plot fragments and finds 66 of these conflicts. Okay, so this situations. is not stuff I entered. This is stuff the, pr That's the program's right. coming up with for now, me. Now, as you can see, we use default names. Jack is always the male protagonist. Okay. Carol is always the female protagonist. But you can change the names to suit the story that you are okay, writing. So that's the first piece of my plot right. line. What do I do next? Well, this, this is where you pick your, your jumping off place. And we're going to go uh, uh, to this one because I thought about it and thought this would be the best example. Jack runs away to escape the consequences of a crime thinks he's guilty of a crime, but no crime has been committed. Okay. Uh, so we will now select this, and, and the program now asks us whether we want to build our story forward or backward. Uh -huh. We will build it forward. Okay. We're now in the engine room of Plots Unlimited, where we expand on this initial plot fragment. And it will now suggest plot fragments that lead out from our original one. Each of these takes the story in a slightly different direction in in incremented at time. Um, th this one, uh, Jack learns that he isn't a fugitive, as he thought, but returns home deserting the woman so that we're he loved. So we're developing the plot one more level. Yeah. So we'll select that, add it to our story. 
we now will request the next set of leadouts. And as you can see, uh, we have uh, Jack and Carol each secretly believing mm -hmm. themselves to be criminals. Well, let's look at, at what else it offers. This one that Carol, having been deserted by him, mm -hmm. marries a guy, decides that doesn't work out. What happens, and we'll select this and yeah. add it to your story, what happens here is that the writer's imagination becomes stimulated. Yeah. You don't always use exactly what the program gives you, but it's a jumping you an off idea place. To where to go. And yeah. you can export these files. You, we have a notepad feature where you can edit mm -hmm. them within the program, or you can export it to your word processor yeah. where you treat it like standard text. Both fascinating pieces of software. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Well, they say if you haven't started to play tennis by the time you're four years old, you'll never make it to Wimbledon. Well, the same may be true of writing. And for kids and their parents who want to get an early start on a writing career, there are children's writing workshops. We visited one in San Jose that uses computers to teach kids about creative writing. Writing can be fun for kids, especially if they have some of the new creativity programs that combine words with pictures and sounds. Tim Dirks teaches the children's writing class here at the Tech Museum of Innovation. The programs that work best for uh, kids or for anyone are the ones that have sound effects or interesting graphics and visuals with color um, that provide choices or surprises. As you click and uh, point on various things, things happen that you would never expect. Illustrations are clever or creative or original. Uh, those are the kinds of things that really attract uh, a person to a program and, and let them want to get further and further into it. The software they use here does exactly that. This is Big Bookmaker. It lets you combine graphics and text to write your own version of three classics, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, and The Three Princesses. Storybook Weaver lets you create your own illustrated story using 450 different backgrounds, 650 images, and a ready-made dictionary of over 600 words. One of the most popular creativity programs for children is KidWorks 2. It has three modules, a story writer, a story illustrator, and a story player. With KidWorks, you can convert words to pictures and vice versa, and you can use the built-in text-to-speech converter to have the computer read your story out loud. And so let's see what happens. It doesn't pronounce it perfectly, but uh, you get the idea. Storymation lets you write multimedia stories. You select objects from a clip art library, add text, and then the software actually animates the story for you and even lets you add a soundtrack. Tim Dirk says computer technology doesn't get in the way of creative writing, but rather enhances the creative experience for kids. Technology is not that scary. It's not that intimidating. Uh, it can be frustrating at times or overwhelming. But basically, it's uh, something that enhances our lives. And uh, the creative story writing was an example of that. Here's a, here's a tool to really be more creative with words and pictures and art. For the Computer Chronicles, I'm Jonelle Patterson.
Writers sometimes need help. The task might involve turning a good story into a good screenplay, or you might just need someone else to give you feedback on how well your story works. Well, there is computer software for that, too. Here to show us are Jules Laney of Comprehensive Cinema Software, and also with us, Francis X. Fian of Collaborator Systems. Francis, let's start with you. We've seen a program that helps us do character development, plot development. What does Collaborator do? Uh, Collaborator is an overall story and character development program. 95% of manuscripts and screenplays that are rejected are rejected because the story doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Collaborator is 70 key questions based on Aristotle's six elements of drama to take you through all the steps and elements to make sure that you have a dramatic story that all works. Right, let, let's analyze the story you have up here. Well, right now we're, we have It's a Wonderful Life up there, which we, we use as a sample okay. throughout the whole thing. Uh, you, can, you might start anywhere with uh, the character name or whatever, but here we're going to begin with the title. So the program is asking me questions about my story. It will ask you questions, and then it will take those responses and bring them back in the form of other okay. questions. Think of it as a desktop with hundreds of index cards that are shuffled and then brought okay. to you intelligently. So what's the working title? So the, what's the working title? In this case, it's a wonderful life. All right. Uh, the next question, who is the uh, intended, intended audience? audience? So now the program takes that information. Why will a family audience respond? Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful life. Then we continue on. So the bottom half of the screen are the answers I would give to the program. Correct. And then you're incorporating that into the subsequent questions. Correct. Okay. And there are follow-up questions which go beyond, and the user has the option there okay. of one to three. These 70 key questions, as I said, are all based on Aristotle's six elements of drama. When you're finished or at any point, you may want to go in and do your three-dimensional character profiles. Mm -hmm. That's the physiological, psychological, and sociological So you really aspects. force the writer to, to flesh out the, the character all the way. You have to know who these people sure. are. Once you have completed all of that, you have, for instance, with the three-dimensional character profiles, a file which is an ASCII file, okay. and you can bring that file into your word processor. But within the program, you can bring in all the information and compare it. So sure, so there are two of my characters, George and Herb. Right, and mm -hmm. you can compare uh, their individual sure. profiles. Now, say for instance, you're in here and you think of a scene and you want to actually write that scene. Uh -huh. Well, you have a little notepad which you can use to actually write that scene. Uh -huh. When you're in the middle of work with the program, you can bring up to four questions at one time and so you really get an overview of what you've been doing. The information. Okay, Jules, now I've used Francis's software, Collaborator, and I've got the story just the way I wanted. I want to turn it into a screenplay now, and that's where Movie Master comes in? Yes. All right, what do I do with Movie Master? Well, what Movie Master does is to dress up the screenplay for success. Uh -huh. uh, John Milius, the noted screenwriter and teacher, has been quoted as saying that a script is half sold or half unsold according to the look. Okay. And what Movie Master does is to simplify the process of making the screenplay look right so okay. that it will be acceptable. So there's a certain protocol for doing a screenplay. Yes, and you're going to help me fit into that, right? Yes, what we're going to do is to uh, basically automate. All right, the show process. me how to use Movie Master. Okay. First of all, a screenplay is made up of a variety of elements. Uh, I can show it on the screen. There's a character name and a dialogue. Uh, para parathetical refers to certain uh, directions. This, of course, uses all of the, uh, of the jargon of screenwriting. In this mm -hmm. case, if you have a two-character dialogue, uh, the margin settings are different, and then these are some of the other elements which uh, so there's a I pretty can complicated format template I need to put my screenplay in, right? Yes, in. Uh, that's true. Okay, so show and me And, of course, okay, uh, we're at this point now. We want to add another 
uh, some more dialogue. All we mm -hmm. hit do is hit enter. Now there are two the character ways. Name comes the character name. Well, record. what shows up is really the first name in this character list, uh -huh. uh, which incidentally was imported directly. It was a collaborator file that was uh -huh. imported directly into Movie Master. Okay. And uh, uh, the other way that you could do it, or two other ways you could do it, one is simply to hit the first letter of the name until you get to that. Yeah. Or if you, want, if you wanted to put in a character that was not on the list, you would simply uh, type the name. And of course, it goes in the right position and knows when it's supposed to be capitalized sure. and when it isn't. All right, what do we do next? OK, you could either go hit enter to go to dialogue, or if you wanted to put in some personal direction, uh, you could put in like that, then you go into the and dialogue. And it does both parens, so you don't have to think about that. That's right. You yeah. don't have to uh, think about that, okay. and then you would type that in. And then if you wanted to, you could continue that. Or if you want to, let's say we want to put in some action, and then we can say George walks hmm. to the yeah. No, uh, the spelling is off. Okay. We have a spell checker and a thesaurus, so okay. we, don't, we don't worry about that. Uh -huh. And then, OK, uh, we're ready to go to the next scene. And if we wanted to then, here again, the list of settings from collaborator. So I don't have to type in the whole scene you again. You don't have, not I've if you're losing collaborator. I mean, the two yeah. really work hand in hand. So I just pick the scene, it types in the whole. That component. is correct. Okay. Now, the other thing that is a really uh, very powerful feature is the ability to paginate. Mm -hmm. uh, bear in mind, there's a rule of thumb that one page of script right. equals one minute of film. So okay. that you say a two hour film should be 120 right. pages. And the people who read the scripts look at this. Right, they count and the pages. And so that, okay. uh, I'm just going to, okay, bring this in, and okay, let's repagin it. So we're checking on the pagination to we're see if it's appropriate the to, the, to the context. And it's looking at the rules, if it says, hey, this may not be right. Like, you have two action paragraphs. Do you want to break in between action okay. paragraphs? So this case, it's okay. Uh, do you want to break the dialogue? This case, it's okay. Okay, you can put a parenthetical, a parenthetical yeah. on the next page, but, but you don't want to break it up in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. So there, we put that break in. Okay, that's okay. Uh, that's okay. Okay, so we've done now a 97-page script in a, in a few wow. seconds. Okay, we update it. And now I'd like to show just uh, something else that we mm -hmm. do here. We'll go down to where one of the breaks occurred, and you see that the program puts in the required more in parentheses, and the yeah. con bottom continued, and the top continued, and the character name repeated on the top of the next page. So it lets me as a writer not worry about the overhead of the format. That's correct. You can uh, concentrate yeah. on the other half of the formula success, and that's the content of the yeah. script itself. Francis, let me ask you, the kind of software we've seen today, is this actually being used by writers who are practicing their craft, or is it, is it for students and teaching primarily? No, actually, all four of these programs are being used at all the studios. Uh, a number of producers use Collaborator to analyze mm. stories they've purchased. Uh, it's being used on several staffs. The MIS people buy all four uh -huh. of these programs. We could list a lot of famous names, but the important thing is that so this, no, is, this is real. People are using this stuff. And Movie yes. Master? Yes, well, Movie Master, too, is used in all of the studios yeah. and independent production companies huh. and thousands of writers, and I'm including, I might add, the uh, three other panelists on the program. Okay, thank you very much. That's our look at creative writing software. Stay tuned now for this week's Computer News on Random Access.
In the random access file this week, Newton is here was the main message at Boston's Macworld Expo last week. Apple showed off its new handheld message pad to generally good reviews. The one-pound device features handwriting recognition, wireless and wired connectivity, and a fair amount of artificial intelligence to help you use it. Base price is $699, though the full-featured model runs around $1,500. Several third-party vendors have already announced support products that work with Newton. Next up, this week's software review with Paul Schindler of Windows Magazine, provided courtesy of CMP Publications. Today, we'll look at a graphics package available for both Windows and the Macintosh called Morph. Now, if you've seen Terminator 2 or the Michael Jackson video, Black or White, you already know what this package does. You take two pictures, as we have here. You mark them with key points. Now, that's the whole secret of morphing. You select matching points in your starting picture and your ending picture so the computer knows what to morph into what. After all, the computer doesn't know what an eye is or what hair is. The more key points you mark, the better the morph. Now, it seems difficult at first, but after some practice, you'll find it's time-consuming, but not difficult. Here is a morph movie going back and forth between these two pictures we showed you earlier. It takes a long time for even the biggest Macintosh to calculate a few seconds of such a quick-time movie, but I think the results are worth it, don't you? Morph is available for Windows and the Macintosh. The Mac version is $240 from Griffin Software in San Diego, California. For the Computer Chronicles, I'm Paul Schindler. IBM has launched a new brand name called Ambra for low-cost PC products available through direct mail. Dell Computer is modifying its strategy with a new line of need-based PC products with names like Optiplex and Netplex built for specific user profiles. Finally, a company called Desktop Paging Software has released UPage, a program that lets you send messages to an alphanumeric pager directly from your PC. That's it for this week's Computer Chronicles. I'm Janelle Stelson. Computer Chronicles is brought to you in part by Intel, microprocessor technology for the software of today and tomorrow. Intel, the computer inside. Additional funding is provided by the Software Publishers Association, providers of educational materials to help manage software. Don't copy that floppy. Video cassette copies of this program are available. Computer Chronicles also publishes a companion newsletter containing details on products demonstrated plus background information on program topics. To order a video cassette or a subscription to the newsletter, call 1-800-366-9484 or write Computer Chronicles. Please specify program subject for tapes. All orders include a free software program for auditing software use and information on the definitive guide to keeping your organization's software legal.